and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. It's our, it's our first one for this week, and you know, I, I really think we ought to spend twenty minutes talking about the brackets and seeding. It's really interesting. No, because uh, you can't get this information anywhere, <laughs> anywhere else. <laughs> we are the most qualified people. And then we're going to do that for 20 minutes, and then 20 minutes about Tom Brady being back. Just kill me. <laughs> just, I would like to talk just about how Tom Brady was miserable hanging out with his wife and kids for a month and couldn't take it anymore. That's what I would like to talk about. I, I like to like Tom Brady unretired to spend less time with his family. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, we do have other things to talk about that might be of slightly greater importance. <laughs> slightly. Uh, uh, I can give you some choices here. Certainly. Give me some choices. And, and these, these are, they're not frivolous, but uh, I'll have my COVID with fried rice and wonton soup. Wow. Or... Don't flush that stole so fast, you freedom fry moron. Those are both great. Let's go with the stole. The shit isn't made in Russia. Yeah, neither is Smirnoff. It's not yeah. a Russian product. Can we agree on something? This entire situation has exposed that maybe Russian vodka was kind of overrated in the first place. And we can easily do without it. Can we can we all agree on that? That like Russian vodka as being like the standard for anything was always bullshit and that the stuff that you thought was made in Russia isn't made in Russia anyway. Well, those are those are two separate issues. For some reason, Russian vodka had this sort of panache in the marketplace for a while. I think that's been I think it's been gone. And as they pointed out, other people have tried to ban any that we put out Smirnoff's not not made in Russia. Not 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 a, a product that is manufactured in Russia. I think Smirnoff is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Right. The Stolichnaya vodka brand, despite being blended, filtered, and bottled in Latvia by a Luxembourg-based company called Stoli Group, yeah, they're getting punished, secondary punishment for no reason, and they're changing the name to Stoli as part of a broader campaign to let people know that it's not from Russia, but this is America where, where once something like this catches, right. The don't dog, care. It doesn't matter. Away of, of anything. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. The, the, the company that makes this according to Friday's wall street journal uh, was privatized in 1992. So that's right after the, the Soviet union blew up Yeah, when Russia thought they were going to go capitalistic for about a minute so then five years later it was going bankrupt and they sold the trademarks to this this company and the company was a owned by a russian guy and then the russian government declared that was illegal so then it went to this other group that we're talking about right now so for 20 years it's not been a russian product but that does not matter does it it no. does not matter no it so, doesn't matter doesn't matter it, it, it just feels good and i want to do it and i'm making a statement do you think of a specific russian product that americans could boycott that might uh actually make a difference oh i can yes. yeah fox news uh, you know what uh, no uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> borscht. Borscht. I am not I'm not going to have borscht ever again. That's it. I'm done with it. I think there, there's some perfectly good borscht that's not made in Russia. I think there's some probably some pretty good borscht that's I made. Came up with the idea, so by association, I'm done. I'm done with borscht. I would I like to. The, yeah, isn't that the issue that, that Russia? They don't. I mean, they're they're big on exporting their minerals and oil and all that other shit, but they don't make anything there because no. the country has been this kleptocracy of of financial bullshit and corruption since you know since 1990 and it's it's just gotten worse you know, putin faked it for a couple of years i guess he faked it Boy. and then that's it now let's just let's just you and and me and some of the boys let's just get rich and and fuck the country uh, that would well, be the <laughs> if they ever get around to reopening that stock market, which I think it's been postponed till March the 25th, it's going to go tits up. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's death on a stick right now, right? No, 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 Britt. See, you don't understand finance. The longer your markets are closed, the better it will be when they reopen. I wish, I wish you, I know it's a sophisticated argument, but it's difficult. <laughs> it's strong. That, that it really shows economic strength the longer i would like to talk about some of these assholes that are carrying uh water for putin there's a there's asshole number one who's really putting out the the kremlin talking points on a nightly basis in front of one of the largest audience in all of cable television tucker carlson you see there the, the kremlin has said yeah go ahead and use that shit in your propaganda that this guy is saying these things and then we have uh, asshole number two there's Candace Owens, who's really a, just a deplorable, awful human being. Uh, again, the appalling treatment of Russians here in the United States and abroad. And then there's asshole number three. She was a uh, presidential candidate for about four seconds. That's Tulsi Gabbard, who is, again, carrying water for the Kremlin butcher, uh, Putin. So there's just no end. We did just have the announcement that Zelensky is going to address Congress on Wednesday, a joint session. I'm assuming that Tucker Carlson is going to call for uh, equal time for Putin. He's going to, he's going to want Putin to also be able, because you just can't have one guy. You got to have both sides. Fair and balance, fair and balance, fair and balance, right? That, that's true. We're, we're showing our bias by having <laughs> President Salute. Hey, uh, uh, Saturday, and I, I'm going to blame, I'm going to blame my wife. Uh-oh. I'm going to call her for these purposes. My first wife, James. <laughs> For, for saying Saturday at about 7.15, isn't Trump doing a rally tonight? Oh. Let's watch it. <laughs> this is the South Carolina bullshit. Yes. And, and so uh, I had to dig down into Roku okay, to find one of those fringe. Is there, a bull is there a bullshit app on Roku that I'm not aware of that shows all that shit? I'm sure there is. I'm, you know. By the uh, banks of the beautiful PD River, here's Donald Trump in South Carolina. So the, the first thing I noticed was it's deteriorated, I think, so badly for Trump. And I know, don't underestimate him. They did it the last time. He's leading the Republicans. He'd be, he'd be the nominee. I know all that shit. But, but underneath, you know, there's, there's deterioration. Uh, usually at a Trump rally, behind him there will be several several black people right? they try to stage it yeah right and 
if you look at the video or or still pictures from Saturday, there might be one guy. It was one of those ones where I couldn't quite tell because the picture wasn't a hundred percent sharp. But but basically, there were no black people back there. Okay, yeah. he's not even pretending anymore <laughs> to uh, to do that. And and I have I have clips. Would you like to have some fun? Of course, I would. Clips from from Saturday. Oh yeah, we're already down this road. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Number one. Here it comes. From Florence, South Carolina. With Ukraine, I sent the javelins that you see are so effective against the tanks. Biden didn't. And in yeah, fact, right. He ended our last order. Oh, of course. Remember, everything he says is always true, so just take it to the <laughs> Obama, remember Obama, Biden? They sent blankets. I sent javelins, and they sent... Well, you know what the javelins are? The anti-tank weapons. They knocked the hell out of those tanks. And Ukraine wouldn't be having a chance without them. That was all sent by me, all of it. Oh, shut up. All right. To end this tragedy in Ukraine without getting Americans snared in a gruesome and very bloody war. A bloody war. This could lead, by the way, this could lead to World War Three. I see what's happening. Because if you think Putin's going to stop, it's going to get worse and worse. He's not going to accept it. He's not not going to accept it. Uh, he's, he gets every subject. Way, it was 12 years. We're down to seven. Seven years, the world is going to be destroyed because the oceans are going to rise one one hundredth of an inch within the next 300 years. Ha ha. Ha. Funny, isn't it? It's going ha. to be an oceanfront property. That's what it's going to do. Ha ha ha. No, be less, no, you fucking moron. You can't years, even get that right. The oceans will rise <laughs> about this much. But, you know, the real threat we have is the nuclear threat. That's going to be the global warming, and we can't let that ever happen. The nuclear threat. That's the real global warming. What does he mean? What? What What the the fuck? They're after Maduro, and now all of a sudden they say, listen, forget that. Forget what we've been saying for the last long time. And the man, the gentleman that... Is, Is that a phrase that you normally use for the last long time? No. No, not for anybody who's mentally competent, I don't think. Yeah, let's go back to Ukraine. And for all the talk about violent conflict in Eastern Europe, and it's a terrible thing, and we're going to help, and we're going to do whatever we can, because nobody can look at the bloodshed much longer, what's happening. It's a lack of respect for a lot of people, a lot of things, but it's just a total lack of respect. And it happens to be a man that is just driven. He's driven to put it together. And you look at it and it's just. Wait, did you catch that? What did he he's say? He's talking about Putin. He's, yeah. he's, he's complimenting Putin. He's just a guy who's driven to put it together. Translation. He's, he's driven to take over Ukraine and deny the fact that it's a real country. That it, it's, it's independence and it's democratic nature are illegitimate and donald trump is agreeing yeah. essentially with that putin putin has a good point let's continue here here we go and for all the talk about violent conflict in eastern europe and it's a terrible thing and we're gonna help and we're sorry about uh, starting that clip over we'll catch up it's okay it's okay much longer what's happening it's a lack of respect for a lot of people a lot of things but it's just a total lack of respect. 
and it happens to be a man that is just driven. He's driven to put it together. And you look at it and it's just so ridiculous and so senseless and so horrible. And I say it again and I'll say it again and again. It should have never happened. If he respected our president, it would have never, ever happened. But no one ever mentions the bloody and horrific war raging just across our border. They don't mention that the drug yeah. wars have killed yeah. hundreds of thousands. Oh, right. God oh, almighty. Now, Tom Rice looks like a total fool. He said, I didn't know what I voted to impeach President Trump. I was committing political... Okay, this is where he uh, attacks two Republicans running in South right. Carolina who just didn't respect him enough, including Nancy Mace, who he really would like to fuck. But of course. Not that. So he has to, to talk about her in a derisive way. She's a terrible person. Here she is. And she has no idea what she's doing, Nancy Mace. Right after hearing I was going to endorse a really wonderful person, a different candidate, she went to New York and stood in front of the magnificent Trump Tower. Has anyone ever heard of Trump Tower? No, no, never heard of it. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. anything getting critical race theory out of our schools is not just a matter of values it's also a matter of national survival yes we have yes no choice <laughs> the fate of any nation ultimately depends upon the willingness of its citizens to lay down and they must do this lay down their very lives to defend their country unless they have bone spurs <laughs> in their feet then not quite not quite so important and it's, it's just so and we are going to take back america and in 2024 we are going to take, we up. will pass critical reforms making every executive branch employee fireable, fireable. wait wait a minute yeah it's like 20 degrees out <laughs> it's a Saturday night in Florence, right. South Carolina. It's pissing rain. You're listening to some idiot talking about something that I know a lot of people in the diners in Conway, South Carolina are talking about, which is civil service reform in reverse. <laughs> you just don't understand the kitchen table issues, Brad. Right. You right. just don't, I, I don't get them. I know. I don't get any of this. I don't get any of this. <laughs> But I was actually reading about it, and, and, and you know what he was talking about? Because the, the country, you can talk about all the things that are wrong with America, but actually one of the things that is right about America, and it's not an accident, it happened because of one of the most inconsequential, don't know anything about him presidents ever, did a 180 on himself. You ready? President Chester Arthur. You don't, nobody knows anything about him, right? Nobody knows anything. Most, no, he was the most corrupt human being ever. I okay. think he had that job in, in the state of New York where he was in charge of all the ports and all the oh, Jesus. Oh. allow everybody to get bribed to get and, and anyway, so he gets he becomes president and he does a 180. And he's the guy. He's the guy that knocked out all the, the patronage and the, oh, the favoritism in people in civil service jobs in the federal government. And it stood ever since then. It stood ever since then. Is it perfect? Of course not. But Trump, of course, wants to reverse all of that and mask it under the idea of 
he can fire anybody he wants, which is another way of saying he can hire anybody he wants, right? Mm-hmm. He can hire Jared Kushner to be the, you know, the, the commissioner of anything he wants. So anyway, th- th- that gives you kind of a flavor of, of that dribble. Yeah, but do you don't you don't seriously like Trump has no idea about the history that you just espoused. I mean, he has no clue sure. about any of that. <laughs> Yeah, he thinks yeah, yeah, Chester, yeah. he thinks Chester Arthur was a brand of cigarettes they used to smoke back in the fifties or something. He has no clue about that shit. Are you kidding me? He thinks it's that guy that just died who was on Sesame Street. I think. Yeah, that's right. He has no, he has no fucking idea. The, I'm, I'm now I'm kind of changing course on that James Austin Johnson impersonation on Saturday Night Live. I think it's so good because it does capture the rambling sort of just like disjointed bullshit that comes out of that dude's mouth now it's just like one thing to another to another to another the 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 stream of consciousness horseshit that the crowd just eats up for whatever reason i, I think that guy on saturday night live is well, he, killing you know it. what he, he's committed to it he's i know definitely committed to the imitation so now that you've you've uh, gotten us uh, off the off-ramp to saturday night live may i yes uh, tell you that uh uh and we, we, we give it a shot every week. We do. We always give it a shot. And I have our DVR, you know, set to record every, so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, sometimes we'll start watching it at, at 12.15. doesn't mm. matter. Okay. Um, and uh, this time, we tapped out about a half hour in because I thought, yeah. really a flat show. Wait. So then, you know, the next day, this is Sunday, I'm looking and I'm seeing what, you know, it's so eight million sites and, and and pretty intelligent people who review the show. They cut it up into all the segments and they tell you which was good. So we didn't see most of them. And I guess late in the show, and I'll bet you know where I'm going to go with this if you saw the show. There is a sketch that stars what's the name of the uh, the the uh, Korean guy, the gay Korean guy. I, I don't know. I can't. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. He had the, he's the one that had the, the toilet plunger on his boobie during the opening cold open. Well, that came back in the sketch. Oh, did it? And the sketch is, a, is him being completely fucked up and in love with the Ohio State University band. Okay, version yeah. Of Don't Stop Believing. I did see that. And, that was very funny. And he, he is fantastic. He was, and, yeah. And I'm not just bringing this up because... It's the Ohio State marching band. I'd do it if it was the University of Michigan marching band. They, I'm sure they, they they considered that. They had a board of them. We're going to go with this one. We're going to go with the Texas marching band, Wisconsin. It's finding it and watching it. Because at first, it's one of those ones, what are they doing? God, what the fuck is that? Uh, and no, then you, good, see, you see him do it. You it's see a good bit. Own the sketch. And uh, that's that's what I call real talent. And it's it's so well done and so well researched that uh, somebody noticed, somebody noticed that the actual video of the Ohio State band that's uh, up on Spotify, they misspelled believing, okay? <laughs> and so th- th- they they spell it believing or something. And in the sketch, he says it that way, okay? So you have to be like seven levels of obsessive. <laughs> To get the joke, which of course I didn't, but when I read it, I thought, "Holy shit, these guys stopped at nothing." So I, I, I applaud them for that. And I know the show sucks in so many ways, but she was good. So uh, Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz was your 
host, the daughter of Lenny Kravitz and yeah. Lisa Bonet. Uh, she's in the new right. Batman, the Batman movie as Catwoman. For yeah, right. People might not know, but yeah, she was she was pretty good, and that that sketch was really good. That was in the last like half hour of the show, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that last half hour of that show is what we would call, I think, in the National Football League garbage time. That's where they really well, kind of like, uh, you know what? That worked. It though. turns out yeah. very very often yeah. the judgment is incorrect. Yeah, and there are things that do go at twelve forty five. That's in the Eastern time zone for Thank our, you. for our uh, Central time zone and for our Russian viewers uh, uh, that that uh, should go earlier. And there's some shit that that goes at eleven forty five. That's just dreadful. So now, again, now here's a very about? here's a very controversial statement from Tully. No one beats Eartha Kitt talking about oh, the Catwoman. Oh, Would you like to know? All right, in, in order. Here are the here's the cat women. First of all, Julie Newmar, number one, always number one. Then Eartha Kitt. Then you got your Lee Merriweather. Then I'll go Halle Berry and now Zoe Kravitz. That's your top five right there. That's your top five cat women of all time. Thank you and good night. Julie Newmar, just uh, absolutely 100%. That was like one of my first uh, crushes. That was one of the first signs when I was a, a very little kid that I was not gay because that really got my attention. Was, oh, that'll work. And then there you go. <laughs> That doesn't prove anything. <laughs> fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> because because your undying love for Kenny Stabler, the well, snake. Well, that's different. I mean, I wouldn't be able to. love for the guy who's known as the snake. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about with this statement. I wouldn't known. be able to show you anything like this brand new University of Alabama jersey that I have in my hand that's on the camera right now that you're not looking at to show you that I love Kenny Stabler. There's no way for you to prove that any way, shape, or form I love a dead quarterback. I don't understand what you're talking about in any way, shape, or form, Brad. I got to ask you, did we plan that out? <laughs> did we plan that out? <laughs> More importantly, Brad, there's been some movement in the price of oil, which dipped below $100 a barrel at first. Now I think it's trading for over 100 now. Uh, and in some cases, it's lost a quarter of its value from just a week to 10 days ago. Do you find this to be positive? And gosh, when are we going to be feeling this at the pump, Brad? The answer is you're not. <laughs> you're not. Correct. You're correct. It, it, remember, prices for gasoline go up on an elevator and they come down on a broken staircase. That's, <laughs> That's correct. The way it always works because the retailers will say, well, we don't want to cut the price yet because we don't know if it's going to turn right back. Or, you know, they'll have every excuse in the world. We get that. Um, but, uh, you can't live off of day-to-day -day fluctuations in the price of oil. And it has nothing to do with, with uh, what's happening and what the long-term implications are for, for consumers and, 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 and prices of everything because oil, it still does go into just about everything that's made. Everything made out of plastic. And you, you know the... You know, the whole routine, the price of saran wrap is going to go just everything. Every, well, and then, of course, everything that's on your shelf at the store, which is driven to the store by a truck is, you know, that's all right. going to go up to. So it's like, but I, I, again, I'm not like into the whole media bashing thing. I find it fairly intellectually lazy and kind of stupid. But in this case, I will. I find that local news in general and just media in general, when they I, have, I when, when they, <laughs> it's just, the, it's the stupidest shit. It's tips for well, saving gas. Make sure that your tires are rotated. Make sure that your oil is changed. Oh my god! Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, Britt. You know what? Um, put 
several different tasks into one trip when you leave your house so that you're not driving as much. Uh, and by the way, check. There are many apps that will help you find the lowest price are gas there? Are in there? your area. Would you, would you make sure that you... Is, it, is there something that? called Gas Buddy? Would that be one of them that I can use? Hey, like if I have a lot of stuff that I've been hauling around in my trunk for a while, should I take that out or just keep that in there to have yeah, extra yeah, weight in my car? That will hurt your mileage, Britt, if you... Uh, you do that. And, and by the way, this is my favorite one. You ready? Yeah. Most cars really don't need premium gas, so you're overpaying <laughs> to put in premium. You're that stupid. Come keep on. paying. You know what? We're going we're we're to play. Who's going to run out of these things first? Okay, that was mine. You got another one? Buy a, another? Bear, buy a tire gauge. You can make sure that the air pressure on your tires is at its proper time. And consult the owner's manual, not for your tires, but for your vehicle as to what the proper tire inflation might be. Here's Go ahead. You're next. And, and, and by the way, if you're uh, if you're in a warm weather area, don't run the air conditioning. Air conditioning cuts down <laughs> on mileage. Okay, your turn. You might consider a nitro fill for your tires, Brad. It's going to be expensive in the early going, but in the long run, nitrogen in your tires is going to save you a lot of money because it doesn't contract and expand the way that air does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, on and on they go the same things the that, same. Are, that are so obvious that, that, that on the margins mean absolutely absolutely nothing. it's not gonna it's not gonna change and i did see that way, those make, sure are... oil, make sure your oil is changed oh you gotta have your oil changed but then make I, you know right. some people that, forget be a worthwhile investment because uh <laughs> your, your engine could run you know more roughly if you uh, oh sure and those spark plugs, man. A lot of people just uh, they really kind of neglect the spark plugs. Some new yeah, spark plugs look can really help you. They haven't had, only for about thirty years now. They haven't had carburetors, but that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, and remember, you know what? Don't top off your tank. It's dangerous. Oh, no, don't do that. It's really yeah, it's, it's not worth it. If you catch, I'm I'm going to be very surprised. Uh, no, I'm not going to be very surprised. Um, I think most people know this. I work, I work at a 911 dispatch center and I know that the, I think the instances of people siphoning gas out of cars is going to be like going up pretty soon. We haven't received, I haven't, we haven't gotten those calls yet, but I'm the, the unicorn when it comes to those centers to a 911 dispatch center is the man on fire. When somebody calls in with men on fire, I'm expecting one of these doofuses that's sucking uh, gas out of a car somewhere to either have a lighter or his cell phone or something spark something and then and catch on fire. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the maybe the more important thing in, in, in the short and medium run for us politically is the fact that you've probably seen the stories. People are putting little stickers on gas pumps that say, thanks, Biden. They, yeah, that's you know, they, little yeah. they're put right okay and, and, and that's really it's a what it is it's a picture of joe biden and he's pointing and he's got saying out of the the bubble out of his mouth is i did that right. and they're they're doing that all over the well, country I can do about that so that's <laughs> that that's really what's going to happen here you know biden is is uh, going to get tagged for this the president who's in all it doesn't matter the facts mean nothing it's it's irrelevant that that uh, we don't use that much oil from russia anyway and uh, we have a, a citizenry that will vote 80% and tell pollsters that uh, I'm willing to pay higher gasoline prices to help Ukraine and punish Russia. And then when they take the next poll, 
it's Joe Biden's fault because gas prices are higher because he, well, kind of implemented the policy that I said I'm 80 percent in favor of. You know, so, you know, it's definitely the definition of you can't win uh, for, for losing in, in that area. So, um, by the way, I, I saw a story today and, and, and here's the here's the triple problem with um, what's going on with with oil and, and at least the Russians. The fucking Indians, as in the country of India, right. they have said they're more than happy to buy any excess oil, but they want it at a discount. They don't yeah. want to pay the world price. Yeah. And the Russians said, okay, whatever you need, we got to move this shit. Uh, so our friend, and remember, India, uh, also what we thought was, and when you went to school when you were a kid, what was India? It's the world's largest democracy. Remember that? Allegedly. Over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. And that's because they have one billion people, right? It's a lot of people. Largest democracy. Well, they're, they've got a, a, a guy running that country who is uh, two steps behind Putin yeah. in terms of being an autocrat. He's just like the guy in Hungary. He's just like the guy in the Philippines. He's just a little bit more articulate and speaks better English because he's, he's an Indian guy who's well-educated. But he's just bad news. And for, for uh, India to step in there right now and try to relieve the, the burden on the Russian, it's just horrible. It's it's just horrible. Um, yeah, throwing those fuckers a lifeline right now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the life raft there, uh, President Modi, Prime Minister. Is he, I mean, is he the Prime Minister? Yeah, they don't have a president or Prime Minister. This story over the weekend was breaking that Russia has requested military and economic assistance from China, which uh, might in fact bring us a little closer to World War Three. However, the Chinese are signaling that they have no interest in providing either of those things. To uh, Vladimir Putin, Brad. Yeah, I don't know how they're 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 thinking of this. Um, I mean, what's in their best interest? They're going to do what's in their best interest. And Correct. Yes, they like to, they like to torture the United States, like like uh, any any country would that's in in that position. And, you know, their stated goal is to be the number one economic power in the world, and in short order, and the number one military uh, power in the world, and in short order and they've lifted hundreds of millions of people out of poverty into a, what passes for a middle class in china and it's it's by all measures uh, fairly fairly miraculous but it's still a totalitarian society it's a police state and they have their own uh, problems they have their own problems so the question would be what's really in it for them to get on the side of russia here and say yeah it's a it's a cool idea to flatten a a neighboring country to destroy it in order to dominate because if you think that they have designs on taiwan which they do uh if the example being set by russia is the only way you can conquer a place like that is to go in and flatten it I don't think the Chinese, that's not the Chinese way of war. No, it hasn't been. that's not the art of war. This is a, this is, this is a uniquely Russian idea that you, your, your military is 
basically a piece of shit, but everybody's afraid of it. And then it gets exposed for being an inept uh, fighting force that uh, is unable to logistically get done what you thought was going to get done in three days. That was their plan. That's what they were hoping for. So their their fallback position is to just use uh, artillery to uh, randomly beat the shit out of uh, anything that they can shoot the artillery at and use uh, airplanes to, to drop shit. You know, it's, uh, it's like, it's like uh, carpet bombing in World War II. That's, that's all they've got. But the, their military is spent. I mean, if, if they're asking people to come from around the world to help them, that sounds like a, a cry of incompetence, doesn't it? It's like they, they know that there aren't enough Russians, apparently, who are interested in being tricked into uh, showing up and, and, and fighting for, for them. And they're using conscripts. They're, they're, they're desperate. So even if they win, they lose, right? So the Chinese see this. Yeah. And you, you want to think, you want to think that they know what's really in their best interest. And it's not pairing up with, with Russia. We used to think during Vietnam that the Russians and the Chinese were going to get together mm-hmm. to... To, to help the North Vietnamese, and right. they kind of did to a certain extent, but it was never, it was never wholehearted. It was no, it was really the, that was the nightmare North, scenario. Right, and North Vietnam did it themselves, and so the domino theory was in effect. Every country was going to go communist if we didn't stand up to the North Vietnamese. We we ended up losing the war, but every country in that region did not fall to to uh, communism afterwards. So the domino theory didn't hold. But it's as if Putin, and you can do all the psycho, psychological analyses of, of Putin that you want and pick which era he dreams of, of reproducing. For all I know, and I'm just making this up as I say it here, maybe he's thinking, shit, you know, when North Vietnam finally won the war, maybe we should have gotten on board with that and we could have dominated all those other countries uh, in Southeast. Damn, what another missed opportunity. Yeah. And so he's, he's transferring maybe that idea to the, the, uh, the Balkan countries and the, the uh, republics that are democratic now that were carved out of the old Soviet Union, you know, Moldova, Latvia, Estonia, uh, after he gets done wrecking and destroying um, uh, Ukraine. Because what's better than to surround yourself with uh, destroyed societies that have no infrastructure left mm. and a, uh, a, a, a people who are still there who hate you. What, what could be a better way? He doesn't, to, he doesn't uh, have the assets. There, there's right. no... he, wants to, he thinks he's Peter the Great. He thinks he's Catherine the Great. He thinks he's, he's, he thinks he's one of those people and it's not going to work out. It's just not going to be. He's not, uh, he, he doesn't have the assets to hold the, the things that he's conquered. He doesn't even have the assets to conquer the stuff that he wants to conquer. So he certainly doesn't except have the assets to hold it. Except for one thing. He has a nuclear button. Yeah, that's the... And we can't 100% be sure that, that he won't decide that this is the time that I can can use one to to uh, to make my point. Or uh, we can't be sure that he's not going to play the game of uh, accidentally some yeah. artillery fire went over the border with Poland... And uh, if you think 1939 is back, it's really going to be back if World War III officially breaks out, if you haven't thought it's broken out yet. But if World War III officially breaks out with 
the shelling of a uh, a Polish refugee site mm-hmm. across the border with Ukraine. Oh, we didn't mean to do it. It was just no, an accident. Yeah. Well, you can't react to that. If you react to that, you're declaring war. Absolutely. When, of course, they have. It's completely possible. They're, at this point, what, what you're talking about as far as the military action itself has been pretty unsuccessful in a number of ways, including the ways that you were talking about. that The myth of the indestructible Russian army has been really dealt a, a black eye in this whole thing as an overwhelmed, overmatched bunch of folks in Ukraine have been able to really cause a lot of problems for this Russian army. Um, you know, I... Yes, I have a, a somewhat degree in, in history, but I don't think I know a lot of stuff. But I do know that um, when the Germans got bogged down trying to uh, attack Russia in World War II, Stalingrad and, and the rest, one of the problems that they had was, that's right, it's like a UPS ad. It's all about logistics. I mean, you need, you need these these uh, well-constructed, well-thought-out supply lines to keep getting food and, and fuel to your, your military as they go along. So, I mean, it was just 10 days ago that that famous 40-mile-long convoy, holy, that's going to be the end, right? Yeah, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Well, a- as you know, it doesn't exist anymore. No. They, they they scattered to the wind. They they've gone out and hidden, and they've 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 broken it up because the Ukrainians did exactly what we all thought they would do, which is all you have to do is fuck up a couple of different parts of that, and nobody could move. And you can't, for an unlimited amount of time, keep a a forty mile long convoy of uh, vehicles and and soldiers. You you can't keep them there. You, you got to do something. It's got to happen. So that didn't happen. That being said, they've still got more munitions to dump on the entire country, including the the bigger cities, including Kiev. And, and, you know, they may win, but they're going to lose because the people are not going to give up. There's not going to be a white flag raised by President Zelensky. It's not going to happen. And you know what? They may find him. They may kill him. But that's not going to change what's going on inside of Ukraine and what's going on inside of the Ukrainian people right now. I mean, did, did, did Putin anticipate that not only would this galvanize the Ukrainian population, but it would galvanize the North Atlantic treaty organization in a way that he couldn't have fathomed because he had a boy in there, Donald Trump, who for four years said NATO was obsolete. It's over. We might even get out of it. We might pull out. And he was stopped from doing that while he was president during his first term. But Putin probably was biding his time thinking in that second Trump term, Trump is going to pull out of NATO. NATO would collapse without the United States. And he could just waltz into Ukraine and they wouldn't be able to put up much of a fight. And he was incorrect, I think, in his, uh, I don't think, I know, in in his planning. And so plan B is to just use brute force to do what he did to uh, Aleppo um, in Syria and what he did to the, uh, the, the Chechnyan, the Muslims 
where um, they turned these places into just dust. There's just nothing left. And he's trying it now in, in Ukraine. That's, that's the only thing they know. Duh, they're like a big lurk, lurking monster. That's all they are. So, but we have to deal with it. And um, the, the repercussions, wow, did, you know, history just changed in three weeks in a way that it hasn't changed in 30 years, maybe in 60 years, 70 years. And um, far be it for me to tell you what the outcome is going to be. Nobody knows the outcome. And you've certainly seen uh, you've certainly seen those stories about his top some of his top assets, his generals being executed. The Ukrainians have been able to execute two or three or even four more of the uh, of the Russian generals that had been in that army for many many years. In other words, they don't believe in due process. <laughs> Well, it's war. Uh, there wasn't a lot of due process when those kids and those pregnant women were shelled and killed. So I, I don't, you know, I don't think there's a lot I of due process. I just, I just saw that, that that woman who you saw many, many times over the last week who was was pregnant and, and, and laying there who then yeah. gave birth a couple of days ago. She's dead and so is her baby. So is the baby, the unborn child. Uh, probably maybe ending up being the picture of the year. Uh, depending, of course, we have eight more months to go and change, but that's going to be like the George, maybe the George, what the George Floyd photo was a couple of years ago. That's going to be something that's going to reverberate in people's minds, seeing that poor woman carried around on a stretcher and knowing that she and the unborn child died. At this point, Putin is so isolated. The only friends that he has are basically Belarus, along with Tucker Carlson and Candace Owens and Tulsi Gabbard. Really, those are the only people that are supporting him in any way, uh, shape or form, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, let me, let me do my uh, story about I'll have my COVID with fried rice and wonton soup. We'll finish on that note. Yeah. Um, right now, and, and I'm not saying nobody's talking about this or it's not being reported because it is being reported, but it's not at the top of, of, uh, everybody's radar right now, but COVID is back in a in a big way it it's made a a, a more uh, vivid comeback than tom brady has made a a uh, vivid comeback uh china which you know their policy was zero covid whatever we have you know remember they would shut down cities of 20 million people and uh they were they were down at at, at zero for a long time new zealand remember wasn't new zealand perfect right yeah. zero case eh, yeah. like three or four uh, they're getting 20,000 new cases a day. Jeez. Uh, Hong Kong um, overrun also right now. And uh, China also. China also. And they're shutting down gigantic cities. That means shutting down factories. That means shutting down commerce. That means shutting lots of shit down the chinese stock market is tanking the chinese tech stocks completely completely in the toilet right now hey alibaba's a buy if you think <laughs> if you want to grab some of that cheap it, it is if you liked it at 180 and you didn't like it even at 120 you're going to love it at, at 60 it's headed there um so those are some economic factors that are that are bubbling in the background. Again, that's going to reverberate back here. Uh, and 
where are most of the uh, Apple products that we know and love assembled? The answer is in China. Now, Apple, China. being a gigantic, a, a gigantic customer and a, and a gigantic company, they've managed to navigate through COVID better than most other companies. When, when other companies couldn't get silicon chips to build their shit, Apple somehow had it, had it, uh, had it taken care of. But if, if uh, giant cities start closing down, um, it might start to affect them. And, and uh, this, is a, this is a cascading um, thing of dominoes, and it's, it's, it's scary. It's just, just scary, scary stuff. And, um, you know, we're kind of taken for granted now. We're kind of leaning back here in the United States in, in most of our lives, not everybody's. But now most of us aren't wearing masks anymore when we move around, mostly. Uh, but think of this: in, in other parts of the world, COVID is is rocking. Yeah. And 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 this is exactly what the history of these kinds of diseases is. It moves from place to place. Um, the the uh, vaccination rates are are still abysmal worldwide, right? So what? Uh, and and in China, I don't know what kind of vaccine they've been using over there. I have I no know, idea. Are they using Are they using the uh, Moderna and and uh, uh, the Pfizer? Or are they using their own? And is that one as good as I don't know? I don't know. I don't but, know. And, I, and the the atmospherics, the numbers, the overall look is is just not good. It's it's just not good. And uh, but that's that's an, that's kind of an important story that uh, they don't want you to know about. Because <laughs> okay. if they didn't want you to know about it, I wouldn't know about it to be able to. That's my favorite thing. Nobody's talking about blank. Well, how did you find out about blank? Well, I read uh, it. In Facebook. Right. right. Oh, you mean that little, like, that fringe site on his Facebook that nobody looks at? Yeah, I can see. No, I, I understand. I don't get my news well, you're missing out. Hang on. So, what what was your first reaction when you heard the fucking Tom Brady story? What was it? Just what else does he have to do? I think this is more. What the fuck does he have to do with his life? I don't think he's interested in sitting there in a booth, sitting next to Joe Buck or something like that. I just don't think that the that's his thing. Is that the only thing he can figure out to do, though, if you're bored? I mean, yeah. it's either either I play quarterback or I just sit around the house and eat Cheetos. Isn't there something in between there? Well, it's not that. I mean, just from an objective standpoint, he played great last year. So he it's, not as if, it's not as if he had to retire because he, he uh, lost his last game and, and it's kind of over. You know, he's not like Coach K, okay? He's not going out with his tail between his – I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Coach K is not a player. It's too far, Brad. It's too soon, Brad. Right, right. Um, There's a great rant. By the way, on the on the, I got to I got to plug this on the new Bobani Jones show on HBO. You can get it on HBO Max. I can't remember what he calls it, but it's it's on there very prominently. There's a really good Coach K rant about 20 minutes into that. It's a great package that Coach K destroyed all the teams that Black America loved. <laughs> it's it's really fantastic. Oh, so it's a race thing. It's so good. He's, he's a race. Well, it just, he just he just did all of these things. Like he killed the Fab Five, and you know we lo- and black people love the Fab Five, and then they, they beat the Arkansas team that black folks love, and he just goes through the whole thing. And oh, it's just very- he was successful. 
Oh. He he doesn't deny the man's success. He doesn't deny the man's success whatsoever. But there's a really good rant for Coach K haters. And over here, I'm one. I'll take another helping, please. It's it's very, very good. I'm sure he's going to be criticized greatly for it. But I found it to be entirely humorous, including a surprise appearance from Jalen Rose. There you go. That's your that's your hint of the week for the uh, the Coach K haters in the house. But as far as Brady goes, I don't. I I, I just knew there was going to be this from from some quarters that were going to be. Well, he spent about a month at home with the wife and kids, and knew he couldn't handle that. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't I don't know if that's the deal. I don't think that's what's happening here. I think that, like you said, he's got this this need to compete. You don't want to overstay your welcome. Those late. You know, those late career images of Joe Namath and all that shit, you know, when they just stayed a little bit too long and they're just they're getting hurt and stuff like that. You want to dip before it's time to dip. But he's still got some more gas in the tank. And that means Gronk's going to be back and that team's going to be loaded again. Meanwhile, the Panthers are trying to get the Panthers are trying to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Joe Namath was an injured guy. Yes. Career. It wasn't as if you, you didn't expect that. But then toward the end, the images of him like on the West Coast being all beat up and just not same, you know same with johnny unitas the same thing the same, same thing with unitas you don't you, you a lot i don't think it's the same this is the same issue but uh you know you know one hit one one bad hit and, and correct changes you know if that doesn't happen to the guy it would be terrible because then it'll be oh god you retired and you came back for this so you don't want that um, the because- fastidious preparation that he he uses to get in, in sh- it's just ridiculous. I mean, the diet, the exercise, the hyperbaric chambers, all, all this stuff. He does it. But what if he ridiculous. says this year, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to. I'm just going to eat fast food and enjoy myself. Smoke Marlboros. <laughs> I'm going to smoke cigarettes. I'm going to drink Stoli. I'm going to drink Stoli. <laughs> and, and, and and see what happens. See what happens. But, you know, quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, in the 1940, Bobby Lane of yeah. uh, of the line. I, I think he he kind of lived the high life the whole time. He never trained. That can, well, can this, I think this guy right yeah, here. I think, wasn't eating a lot of Brussels sprouts, Brad. Wasn't eating a lot of wheatgrass. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what we want to see. We want to see him do that, and then still play well. That would be great. That would prove and kind of disprove everything that we we thought about. Uh, athletics and he's probably got so much um, strength and quality built up that he could get away with it yeah. he probably could yeah um, i wouldn't doubt it if he started doing commercials for just the, the like uh, applebee's okay <laughs> all the shit that they serve at applebee's uh, <laughs> i'll get the cheese fries the nacho fries and freaking applebee's 